Kaf Zayin Mar Cheshvan, Taf Shin Ayin Tet, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Razel, joined by his brother Yonatan Razel. Ten Tayom Hazeh, give me this day. It's a song of thanksgivings to God for every day that we have. I have totally fallen in love both with the melody and the words. Here's the last part of the uh, of the words of this beautiful song. Ashamayim Shoalimo Tach Biti. 
The heavens ask you, oh, my daughter, Hayam the oceans ask you, my son, the nighttime whispers to you, my brother, and I will ask myself as well, you've, you've gone through a cold night, and it seems that the night will never end. Did you make place in your heart for the good that you're going to still discover today? Are you ready for the kindness, for the chesed that this coming day is going to bring with it? Wow, it's just beautiful. I love it. Welcome one and all. Let's do that. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of The Israel Show. We are live each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern. And now we're back to 4 PM Israel time. Everything is back in order. The world is back in its place. Although I love the six-hour difference that we had last week. And uh, you can listen to us also on demand at NachumSiegel.com, go to the archives, or on the great Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available for free for uh, all types of devices. Just make uh, make use of that. And uh, the archives there as well will carry the Israel show. Just look for the archives. You can download it into your uh, device when you're in a Wi-Fi area and listen in the car. Great idea. Um Facebook.com slash The Israel Show, our Facebook page. We post links to the songs that we play and links to um, things that we discuss during the show. If there's an article we discuss or or a specific um, picture or a tweet or anything like that, we try to post that. Um, but our trademark has definitely become posting the uh, all the links to the different songs that we play. These are YouTube videos. Some of them are just, you know, the audio the video is is just a, a still photo, but some of them are very beautiful videos worth your watching. We have new music. The song we just played for you, uh, we played last week as well. Uh, that's pretty brand new, but we have also more mu- new music coming up. We will also discuss the elections that took place. We'll focus on um, two very interesting races. Yerushalayim and Beit Shemesh. And we will try to learn from those two races how the Haredi voting block is faring. It's uh, It's been legendary. And uh, the question is, does it still pack the same wallop? As in Beit Shemesh, the Haredi candidate did not get elected. And in Yushalayim, the same. In fact, in Yushalayim, the Haredi candidate came in last, fourth of four, as far as the vote count goes. Um, so we're going to look at those uh, things. We'll discuss other items, of course. And uh, lots of great, amazing, fantastic, terrific music. We uh, will share with you an interesting story. I found it fascinating about Ireland. Ireland is one of the hotbeds of BDS, of anti-Israel activity and sentiments in Europe. I don't know why Ireland of all... Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe because of their experiences. I don't know. But uh, we'll share with you a very interesting story about Ireland and their celebration of Israel in particular that took place recently. Uh, This is new music coming up. El Chai Rifua, we have played... um, 
numerous songs that he has recorded, a new, relatively new recording artist. And uh, I found this very interesting. We're going to do a little something different. We're going to do something different. Um, El Chayru Fuwa came out with a song called Hasne or Sne, the burning bush. Um, and he came out simultaneously with an English language version of the same song. In Hebrew, he's an Israeli, he always records in Hebrew, of course, but he, he put out an English version of the song. I found that fascinating. Uh, obviously, he's looking to uh, to make inroads in here, in the United States, and other English-speaking Anglo, the Anglo uh, countries. So we're going to play the English version. We never do that, usually, on uh, the Israel show. We're going to play you the English version of this uh, young, really good um, singer-songwriter, and um, we hope you like it. It's called The Burning Bush. Uh, brand new. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. As I come close to emanating voices, it's time for choices, not to be afraid anymore. I just can't stop, gotta be in motion, can't stand the notion of a life not moving ahead. I move so fast. The people pass me by Shadows I cast Are reminding me My heart has got a burn I come so close Yet I still ponder If the path I tread will lead me right back
name of the song is Hasneh in Hebrew, the burning bush in English, El Chayri Fuan, young artist out of Israel who put out simultaneously in Hebrew and English, put out this song. Very interesting. Here's some of the words. As I come close to emanating voices, it's time for choices, not to be afraid anymore. I just can't stop, got to be in motion, can't stand the notion of a life not moving ahead. And so forth. So um, we're going to post. Now there's no link. At least I couldn't find yesterday. I could not find a link to the uh, English version, only to the Hebrew version. We'll post a link to that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel show. And um, we'll... um, I hope I hope that you enjoy it. Both versions, if the English version comes out, we'll add it to our to our links on our Facebook page. Thanks so much for tuning in, making us a part of your week. So uh, last week, last uh, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday, the uh, Israeli populace got a day off to go to vote. That's something very unusual, right? Um, in America, we don't really right. We don't get well. Most of us don't get the day off on election day. There are some who do. Um, And in most countries, you don't get a day off to go to vote. But in Israel, in the municipal elections, it was thought that by giving a day off, more people would come to vote. It cost the economy a huge sum of money. And it was, on some level, really unfair to the employer because the employer had to pay the salary for the day, not the government. The government forced them to close but the empl- the government didn't pay. The employer had to pay. So it did cost a lot. On the other hand, a lot of people went to the malls, went to the cafes, which were open. So they spent money over there. It's it, it just weird. How many actually went to vote? Well, about 5% more than the previous elections. So was it a huge success? How much, how much money of the economy is it worth? The 5% that voted, the 5 extra percent that voted, I don't know. But I got to say that it's not bad. 55%, I believe, or 53% was the was the voter participation. And um, considering everything, that's not bad. I mean, in America, local elections get a much lower voter participation. I think we're lucky if we get 30% in, in the United States. Um, Yushalayim... All, all the cities, they're all, all the municipalities. It's not like in the United States where there's this rotation. All um, city mayor, mayor, uh, mayoral positions, all city councils, um, they were all up for uh, for re-election. I believe it happens once every five years. And uh, Yerushalayim always attracts attention for so many different reasons. First of all, it's Yerushalayim. But also because in Israel, Yerushalayim is one of those places that you look to to see the uh, hopefully good relations and um, how the life between the Haredi community and the secular community, if you will, with the religious Zionist community in between, how that all plays out. And it's always interesting to take a look at what would happen. Now, the, if all the Haredim would get together and vote as a block, they would be able to uh, elect the next mayor of Yerushalayim. There's no doubt. And and the, the percentage of the Haredi vote in the municipal elections in Yerushalayim just keeps growing. Also take into account that the 
Arabs of what uh, the uh, the media world likes to call East Jerusalem, the Arabs who are entitled to vote in municipal elections, the Yushalayim Arabs, the Arabs who live in within the boundaries of the uh, the city, which is pretty large, and there's there are many many Arabs, hundreds of thousands who live in that area. If they would go out to vote, <laughs> they would probably. Um, be able to influence the outcome even more. But they don't. It's just amazing how um, different communities and different uh, different groups cut off their nose despite their face. I, I, I just can't understand it, you know, this idea that let's be not practical. But, of course, that has been the way that the Arabs have dealt with the situation in Israel vis-a-vis the Jews since day one. Let's not be practical. So, in Yerushalayim, there were four major candidates. Moshe Leon, who uh, I think we consider him a Kippastrugagai, a religious Zionist. Ofer Berkowitz, who is, was the secular candidate. Now he, he, of course, would never say that he was the anti, anti-religion candidate, but he was the candidate that the those who were who are bitter about the growth of the religious population in Yerushalayim, those who were bitter about that growth, they go to Ofer Berkowitz. Interestingly, he got uh, almost twenty-nine percent of the vote. Zev Elkin was the Likud representative. He is, continues to be minister in the Netanyahu government, and he's, he's been um, a minister for quite a number of years. He's uh, also Kipastruga, religious Zionist, grew up in Russia in the former USSR. I shouldn't say Russia. He grew up in the former USSR, um, basically was a refusenik, learned, taught himself Hebrew and so forth, uh, still speaks with the accent, relatively young man, um, I thought he would be a great candidate. He only got 20%, and basically the idea was that he got about the... the he, he got the vote of the religious Zionists that live in Yerushalayim, more or less. And then there was a Haredi candidate, Yossi Daich, and this is the, I think, most interesting part of this election. Yossi Daich should have gotten a huge percentage of the vote if he would have gotten the Haredi vote. Elkin got 40,000 approximately. Moshe Leon got 80,000. Deutsch could have gotten a big chunk of the 80,000 that Leon got, but he didn't. Yossi Deutsch, the Haredi representative, only got 17% of the vote. So what happened there? What happened was a deal. That's really... Sometimes, not sometimes, almost always politics just totally ruins everything. Although you can't live without it. Moshe Gafni, who represents the Litvish, if you will, the Yeshivish Haredi world, and Aryeh Deri from Shas, the Sephardic um, Haredi world, made a deal to have their people support Moshe Leon who is now going to be a puppet of these two groups because he owes everything to them. They were able to bring out 
huge numbers for him. And there's going to be a second round because no no candidate got more than, I think, 40% you needed to get or something like that. And the highest was Moshe Leon with 33 So now in the second round, Moshe Leon and Ofer Berkowitz are going to go against each other. The uh, Those who support Ofer Berkowitz are not nearly as committed and devoted to going out to vote as are those within the Haredi camp who would support Moshe Leon. So, so who is left out? Well, within the Haredi world, there's the split, as you might know, between the Litvish and the Hasidish, and they don't, they no longer go together. When I was growing up, a Gouda was always a conglomeration of both. And at some point, they split. And so, the Hasidic world, which is mainly led by the Gera Rebbe, and they are the majority of the Hasidim, for sure, number-wise, their representative in the Knesset, who, uh, uh, Minister Litzman, well, Vice, <laughs> Vice Minister Litzman now, um, they endorsed Yossi Deitch. Now, it, it, it's been reported that just before the elections, Litzman went to the Gerarebi and tried to convince him to shift his support to Elkin, who, if Elkin, who had about twenty percent and Deitch about seventeen percent, he would have, he would have had, he would have been the largest um, voting block of the winner of this election. He would have had like thirty-seven um, percent. Moshe Leon had only thirty-three. But the Ger Rebbe refused. He stood by his decision, and as a result, neither of them, n- not Zev Elkin and not Yossi Deitch, were elected, and the Hasidic world, for sure in Yerushalayim, has lost a lot of the influence um, that it it, uh, it could have had if um, they would have endorsed, let's say, Elkin, and Elkin would have won. So hopefully you're following all that. The bottom line is this. The Haredi world used to have a voting block, a big voting block. And in this election, we saw in Yerushalayim, and we'll talk about Beit Shemesh in a moment, that for whatever reason, in Beit Shemesh it's a different reason, in Shalim it's a different reason. In Shalim it's just a split between Hasidim and, and uh, Litvish, and, and Misnagdim, I guess you would call it, the classic split, that ended up hurting both, I guess, definitely hurting the Hasidim. And in Beit Shemesh there was a, there was a, a seepage from within the Haredi community, they were so fed up with the candidate who was the the current mayor, Abutbal, that they didn't listen to what the rabbis told them to do, and they voted on their own secret ballot. They figure they're going to do what they feel is correct and not um, not vote um, what their rabbis suggested. That it, it's undoubtedly so because of the results, which we'll discuss in a minute. Um, Yaakov Litzman is the loser as far as the forces in the Godot Israel. He clearly would have preferred to have it another way, but he had to listen to the Ger Rebbe. And at the end of the elections, when the results were, were in, he said, it's a mitzvah to listen to the rabbis. It's not a mitzvah to win. So, Okay. We get that. I wonder. I wonder how um, how it's gonna turn out 
in the uh, second round and how the next five years will be in Yerushalayim for the Hasidic uh, voters, the Hasidic world. We'll get to Beit Shemesh in a moment, an amazing story in Beit Shemesh, amazing. So stay with us. Another debut, this is uh, Tohar Malka Giladi with a brand new song called Sha'arei Shamayim. I'll tell you a little bit about that. It was written um, out of empathy and yearning for a couple that this uh, singer-songwriter knew, knows who didn't have a child after nine years of marriage. They still didn't have a child. And finally, they were zochet to a daughter, a beautiful daughter. And... Um, so, this song was dedicated to them, and, and the uh, Tohar Malka Giladi writes <clears throat> that while the process of, of creating the song and recording it, she herself is now expecting uh, a child, and um, it's a beautiful, I mean, the whole song, <clears throat> excuse me, the whole song is really, really uh, nice about the yearning and the devotion and the wish somebody has for what she calls Malach Katanim Dofik, a small angel that has a pulse. Share uh, Shamayim, Tohar Malka Gil Adi. My name is Mayor Wangarn. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Shamayim, Torah Malka Giladi, beautiful song, brand new, as we debut great Israeli music on the uh, Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. One of our listeners uh, writes in that according to the Minister Ministry of Interior, the one, the ministry that is responsible for the votes, for the local votes, local elections I should say, uh, the voter rate was 59%. I think I had said maybe 55 or something, or 56. So um, I apologize for that. I'll look into that. I, I think it was up 5% from the last election, but uh, those were the numbers I heard on the Israeli media, maybe as um, as more um, time goes by, they have a more exact count. So 59% is even better than 55%, that's for sure. And that's really, uh, for a local election, that's pretty amazing. Um, We promised you to talk a little bit about the elections in Beit Shemesh. Beit Shemesh is uh, yet another of those flashpoints where there is a uh, tremendous, um, let's say there's conflict, there's tension between two segments of the Jewish population um, in Beit Shemesh it would be the Haredi population on one side. On the other side, you have the religious Zionist population uh, and the Kippasugah, let's say, religious Zionist population, and the Sephardi original population of Beit Shemesh before it was expanded, who are traditional. And uh, you probably, if you follow news from Israel, you've heard over the years uh, the many public conflicts that took place uh, in Beit Shemesh between these two uh, groups now the um, elections are usually very contentious as a result, and uh, the the Haredi side has a little bit of an edge in plurality, and therefore one would assume, as did everybody, that the um, representative of the Haredi side of uh, to the uh, to be mayor of Beit Shemesh would win. That would that in Beit Shemesh meant the um, continuing the mayoralty of Mr. Abutbol, who was supported by uh, the Shas, um, of which he is part, and uh, the Aguda and so forth, the Haredi parties. Um, on the other side, and and by the way, in the previous election where um, the Haredi side won, there was a huge. Uh, uh, um, huge calls from the other side saying that there was tremendous um, uh, forgeries and all kinds of shenanigans that were taking place in the voting. Don't forget, this is old-fashioned voting with with notes, with pieces of paper. Um, Well, in this election, against uh, the mayor, the current mayor, the incumbent Abutbal, a very interesting personality arose to run against him. Aliza Bloch, Dr. Aliza Bloch is her name. And um, she did everything possible not to create conflict, not to create divisiveness. She basically said, let's put our differences aside and let's get this city on its feet. The city, by everybody's um, 
uh, uh, um, eyewitness accounts, if you will, is just not being taken care of. It's it, the streets are dirty, the social services aren't being uh, given in, in, in the way they need to be, the uh, schools are not up to par. The city just isn't being taken care of, and the politics of the mayor and the city council were what was keeping them busy the whole time. And came Eliza Bloch and said, it's time for us to take care of the city. And that is interesting that as a result of that, and as a result of the fact that enough people within the Haredi world in Beit Shemesh crossed over did not listen to their leadership, crossed over and voted for Aliza Bloch, she won. And it was a tremendous upset. Very few people gave her actual chance of winning. I reached out to one of our dear friends who uh, is living in Beit Shemesh now, and I got the feedback from uh, from him, from his wife, <clears throat> who was, his wife was uh, somewhat involved in the elections. And I'm going to read to you the uh, feedback that I got about... Um, the elections and about uh, Aliza Bloch, mayor-elect Aliza Bloch of Beit Shemesh. Um, the prevailing feeling was that she didn't stand the chance, that which we said. She demanded of herself and her supporters that be a clean, positive campaign with no mudslinging, no negativity, no matter how much they may encounter from the other side, which is amazing because that usually does not work in elections. On occasion, when negativity was encountered, Aliza Bloch preferred it not get around so it wouldn't get into the press or cause a negative reaction from her supporters. She hopes to work with all communities together to make a better city for all, not excluding or keeping the Haridim out of the forward movement. And uh, he mentions here also besides her being a very nice person, but what we said, that there was a crossing over of the uh, of part of the Haredi vote, which, um, which makes it uh, interesting. Though that means people that would... There's two, two vote, votes that you um, cast on this uh, municipal election day in Israel. One is for the mayor and one is for city council, and even people voting for the Haredi Partisan City Council, we're voting for Aliza Bloch as mayor. So I hope that this creates a better atmosphere in Beit Shemesh. I hope the city prospers as it could and should. I hope that the, all the people in Israel can look up to Aliza Bloch as a positive role model who not only can be a woman, which in the Haredi world, they would never put up a woman for election to a mayoral position, but a good, just a genuinely good person who hopefully will be able to overcome all the dirty politics. Hopefully she is not naive. She'll be able to overcome the dirty politics and bring a better situation to Beit Shemesh. And uh, it, it will. I think the, this will be something that people will be monitoring to see how well she is doing, and is it possible for her to to be to to get the job done as she wants to? Um, brand new music, and I thank, by the way, the person who knows who he is and she is for their input. Don't know if they allowed me to use their name, which is why I did not. 
Um, brand new music, more, from Amiran Devere and Uri Lazarovich. I think that's the way he pronounces it, or Lazarovich. This is uh, <clears throat> a new version of Nitzor uh, Lashon Chami Haish. Is a classic version. This is a new version written by Amiran Devere and sung by him and his partner uh, in musical partner Uri Lazarevich. Uh, I liked it. I think you'll enjoy it. Take it, have a taste. And uh, if you uh, want to hear it again on our Facebook page, we will post the link and you can get it from there, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, <laughs> 
Amiran Devere and Uri Lazarovich, Miha Ish. Actually, the name of the song is Nitzor Lashon Cha. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Many of you who are familiar with the name Rabbi Chaim Isaac Halevi Herzog know that he was the Ashkenazic chief rabbi before the declaration of the state, during the declaration of the state, and for a while after the declaration of the state. Very influential rabbi. He was the second Ashkenazic chief rabbi. The first was Rav Avram Kohen Cook. And he was, before chief rabbi of Israel, was the chief rabbi of Ireland. Ireland today is one of the most virulent, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, pro-BDS countries in the world. It's, it's just astounding. In fact, the house in which Harav Chaim Isaac Herzog, not Chaim Isaac, I'm sorry, Yitzhak Isaac Halevi Herzog, the, the, the house that he lived in and where Chaim Herzog was born, Chaim Herzog went on to be the president of Israel. In Belfast, had a plaque put on in honor of Chaim Herzog, and the chief rabbi said in this house, you know, these typical plaques, you have a lot of that in, in Manhattan as well, and in, in Yerushalayim, Lahavdil, you have it as well, where they'll say in this house, so-and-so was born, or so-and-so grew up, and so forth. And the plaque that was put up on the Herzog house in Belfast, was taken down. You know, first it was just, it, it, it was, it was uh, uh, you know, uh, graffitied over, spray-painted over and marred, and then later it was taken off. And the house, according to this uh, report, in Yidiot Achronot, is circled with Palestinian flags, and the wall that is nearby, these uh, huge walls around the city, are filled with graffiti artists to a great extent calling for BDS, boycott, divest, and sanction Israel. Very, very anti-Israel. And yet, for the 100th anniversary of the, the birth of Chaim Herzog, the son of the chief rabbi, who later went on to become Israel's um, representative at the UN, famously, and then president of Israel, in honor of his 100th birthday, the uh, uh, the government uh, of Ireland, the country of Ireland, uh, made a, a a a had a diplomatic um, and official ceremony honoring him and honoring Israel. And um, it's interesting, in my mind, you want to honor somebody, the person to honor would be the former chief rabbi of Ireland, who went on to become the chief rabbi of Israel, 
<clears throat> but their choice is to honor his son, who was born there a hundred years ago, who went on to become the president of Israel and the um, and the UN ambassador. Um, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Halevi Herzog. I'm sorry, I misspoke when I gave you his name before. Um, Yitzchak Isaac Halevi Herzog for whom Yitzchak Buzhi Herzog, the head of the Sochnot of the Jewish Agency, now is named. He had two children. One was Chaim Herzog, one was Yaakov Herzog. Yaakov Herzog um, continued his life as a, a, a practicing Jew, a religious Orthodox Jew. And um, at one point he was offered the job of chief rabbi as well. He was a tremendous Tamil Chacham. And uh, he himself also went on to become a diplomat, worked in the foreign ministry, was extremely a, a genius of a person, uh, Yaakov uh, Herzog. <clears throat> he also has a son whose name is Yitzchak, or Isaac, who's a wonderful uh, gentleman who uh, teaches law, <clears throat> also brilliant, brilliant mind. He teaches law at uh, the uh, the College of Kiryat Ono. Anyway, the house that we're talking about in uh, in Belfast, someone bought it and turned it into like a museum. A um, very they they made a little museum out of it, and people can go visit it. And it's sort of like a lighthouse, <clears throat> shining some light into the darkness that has become the. Uh, Relationship between Ireland and uh, and and Israel, and um, it was nice. It was really nice that to see that at least, at least um, there is one little point of light in all the darkness that is in in Ireland. Um, this ceremony was attended by the head of the Jewish Agency, Yitzhak Buzhi Herzog, and others in the Herzog family. <clears throat> and it was a it was a very interesting uh, occasion. I had an audio clip from Tony Blair who gave greetings, but it really is not good. So I decided, you know what, we'll just tell you about it without having an audio clip necessarily. Um, we'll go to some music, and then we will tell you uh, with the time that we have left a little bit about the new. Israeli Chief of Staff Aviv Kochavi. Interesting, interesting story. I must say, when you read his credentials, if I would just read them to you and say, what do you think, like, what does this person do? I doubt <laughs> that chief of staff of the Israeli army would be one. Uh, this is Lou Yehi, Let It Be. The words were written by Nomi Shemer. The music was written by Paul McCartney and John Lennon. <clears throat> and this was the original thought of Nomi Shemer, that she would write words for the original Beatles song. She later changed that. We've discussed it at length. Um, in previous shows. So this is what Naomi Shemer's Lou Yehi was originally supposed to sound like. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank <laughs> you. 
Yossi Peretz, who gave voice to the original idea that Naomi Shemer had when she, com- when she wrote the words Lu Yehi, and she later changed her mind and wrote a new melody for the words that she wrote. But you see how beautifully it fits in. That was her original intent. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your week. Aviv Kochavi is the father of three daughters. He has a bachelor's degree in philosophy from the Hebrew of Jerusalem. He has a master's degree in public administration from Harvard. He's a vegetarian. 
What would you think if I told you that he was the new chief of staff of the Israeli army? Wow. I got to say, it is so non-stereotypical. It is just the opposite of our stereotype of a military man, a military leader. It'll be interesting to see him in action. He's obviously a veteran of uh, a, a battle-scarred veteran of the Israeli army. <clears throat> he joined in 1982. He fought in the first Lebanon war, the second Lebanon war, first and second, uh, what they like to call intifada. He fought in all the Aza wars. He was originally in the paratrooper brigade. He commanded the uh, 101st Petten Paratrooper Battalion and, and more and more. So it's it's in a sense what, what we sometimes call Safra Vesaifa, that a person carries the sword but also the book. In this case it is not necessarily the holy books, but the guy has a, a bachelor's in philosophy. Wow. And he's a vegetarian. That really says a lot. I got to say, I uh, I was blown away when I read about him. We we um, hopefully he will bring security and safety to to Israel as he commands the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, for the next three or four years. And we wish success to the outgoing chief of staff, Gadi Eisenkot. Uh, at the same time, Israel is also switching or changing the. Um, Head of the police, the police commissioner, Roni Alshech, when he actually was appointed, it was, uh, I believe, four years ago, I thought um, that he would be a great appointment. He seemed to be a wonderful person from everything that we learned about him. Turns out that he was not such a great police commissioner, and uh, I'm not going to get into it now, but he he really tarnished his name, I, I believe, at least. Uh, by a lot of the things that he had done over the his tenure. Before that, he was in the Shin Bet. He was the number two man in the Israel Security Forces in the Shabak. And, uh, you know, I guess things are different in the Shin Bet when you operate under the radar um, and where lying is part of the toolkit that you have. It, it has to be different when you're the police commissioner, and, and it could just be that I'll, I'll, I'll say this in his uh, honor. It could just be that he just he he didn't get it. Okay, we're going to close out with uh, the Dudaim, a classic. This is the second generation Dudaim Erev Shoshoshanim. That is a classic, and uh, we will do that right after we say thank you for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with after further review, covering the latest in the world of sports, and the Novik now with Jake Novik. Jews and nationalism, what the experts get wrong, and then the great Monday music marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the air, my name is Mayor Weingarten, reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Mitzena elabusta, mora besami mehu lebohona, lera gerech mifta, 
Thank you. 